Welcome to the Texas Oil & Gas Podcast, the show dedicated to bring you the news from the oil patch deep in the heart of Texas, with your host, Ryan Ray and Josh Shelton. Welcome to the Texas Oil & Gas Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to episode 43 today, our second episode of 2018. I'm your host, Josh Shelton, with my friend and co-host, Ryan Ray. Ryan, how's a how's the new year going, buddy? Man, Josh is going great. You know, last week I was in Houston, down at R&D Pipe Company, which is our sponsor, again, for the month of January. If you missed last week's episode, I got to sit down with their president and CEO and founder, um, Ron Underwood, and had a great discussion with him. Got to spend a few days at R&D Pipe Company last week, and it's really exciting to meet people inside of the industry. So be sure to check out R&D Pipe Company, especially if you need OCTG stuff. You know, that's kind of their specialty. They've been around for, you know, uh, since 19, I think it was 1998, Josh. And so um, had a great time down there last week. Yet Now, this week was a little bit different because yesterday I um, was going to do a little bit of stuff on Instagram Live on the Texas Oil & Gas Podcast page. So if you haven't followed us, Texas Oil & Gas Podcast on Instagram, I was going to do a little live stream, kind of chat for a few minutes with some of the listeners. And uh, you might remember this, Josh. I was talking to you on the phone yesterday. I said, hey, the trampoline, I was telling you, the wind's blowing so hard, the trampoline mm-hmm. over here at my house has slid up against this uh, retaining wall that we had. So um, I walked to the window, and I'm just about to do, just check on the trampoline, and it has blown over into the neighbor's yard upside down <laughs> in, in their backyard. And so I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. And so I hop out, and so I was going to go to Instagram Live. That was like like two minutes before I was about to go, and I'm kind of glad I didn't because it had been awkward for me to be like, oh, you know, right there, right there on the on the uh, on the show. So I didn't get to do anything on Instagram yesterday, uh, which was disappointing. I'm hoping to be able to work that in more. It's kind of those things where, you know, I'm not used to doing a lot of stuff on there, so I'm trying to get to more of that. And we're also talking about streaming the show on Instagram now. For the listeners, kind of to work through that, we, we can't stream, you know, um, you know, if we have a if we have a guest on, we can't stream them on the on the on the feed there. But what we could do is probably feed, stream uh, stream Josh and myself or one of us, and then take questions at the end, and so kind of have a special segment of the show for our Instagram listeners. Which reminds me, Josh, of questions we need questions for our February segment. Ryan at GlobalEngineMedia.com. Please send in your questions. We have some. We always need more. The more questions, the merrier. We really need some questions, so feel free to email those to me, Ryan at globalenergymedia.com. And I think this month in February, Josh, will be at NAEP, so um, I don't know what to work on that. It might be the second Friday of the month as I'm thinking about this. I know we haven't talked about this, but anyways, we need them in regardless because we've got to get the questions done um, so we can get our show, start to work on them, research them. So please, Ryan at globalenergymedia.com. Also iTunes, we would love to get a rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out more than you might imagine. It takes just a few minutes of your time. And so um, I think, Josh, we can put a link to iTunes in the show notes so listeners can go. Yep. It's not just the stars, it's just so everybody knows. The stars are nice, but a, a nice little written piece. That really kind of makes a difference. Um, Josh and I can get some feedback. We know what's going on. And, um, and so we can hear more about what you guys think. Which reminds me, you can find the show in Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, so, or the Spreaker, which is kind of the best way to get the show, in our opinion, especially if you don't have an iPhone. Um, as I mentioned, Nape's coming up, Josh, just around the corner, February 5th through the 9th. I will be there. Um, you will not be there. Um, you will be hopefully welcoming in a newborn baby by that time. So, uh, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> and I say hopefully because I don't. I think if it, if if Shelby hasn't had the baby by February fifth or the ninth, it won't be a good time around your house. She will be beyond oh. miserable. <laughs> so, uh, so no, you'll be uh, snuggling up to a new baby, and that would be awesome. But I will be there. Um, so if you're going to be there, let me know. Ryan at GoldenEngineMedia.com. So yeah, Josh, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I think we got another remote coming up too towards the end of January at a pistol shoot, and so. Um, We'll probably talk about that. I was going to talk about the show today, but we just didn't get time to it um, to kind of prep for it. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think the pistol shoots coming up uh, around the time that we see uh, next week. We have uh, Weston Martinez coming on. I believe the pistol shoot is the following Friday, and we may have uh, Christy Craddock coming on. She still hasn't confirmed one way or the other. We're gonna we're gonna find out for sure uh, by Tuesday next week. Uh, and then uh, I think we have Sergio and David Blackman coming on again. Uh, I think either uh, the week that you're going to be at NAPE or maybe the week before uh, they're going to be coming on the show. Okay, good deal. And do you think this? Do you think that Sergio will actually give us a capital and gas update? I'm just curious. Uh, do you think we get yeah, a Yeah, he's probably he's probably uh, going to have a, a really good reason why he's <laughs> not going to give us one of if, those if, updates. If, if the folks at <laughs> Capital and Gas want to come on, we will take you on this show and we will talk to you and we will hear all that you have to say about what you guys have going on because uh, you know we can't we can't get it out of old Sergio for some reason. So, well, Ryan, uh, I got a, a couple of uh, mergers, acquisitions, some deals that's uh, taking place this week. Wanted to run over those real quick before we. We look into some 2018 predictions. Uh, I got a couple articles that are predicting uh, what uh, you know oil prices and gas prices are going to be uh, for the 2018, and uh, they're really opposite sides of the spectrum. So we're going to jump into those in just a minute. Before we do, uh, we got one article here where it's uh, New Star Energy expanding Permian takeaway by 70,000 barrels per day. Uh, so New Star Energy is uh, doing some increase in their capacity in the, in the Permian. So that's something to, to keep an eye out for to see how they see how they perform this year. Uh, pretty big deal here, Ryan. San Antonio Midstream companies uh, are selling uh, some New Mexico assets for $1.6 billion. These two companies, it's NCAP, Flat Rock Midstream, and Dallas-based Lucid factor. Energy. So a San Antonio company and a Dallas company unloading some uh, some some of their acquisitions in uh, in New Mexico for 1.6 billion in cash. Uh, sorry, I may have said Mexico. It's New Mexico, Ryan. Uh, they're they're yeah. unloading some New Mexico uh, for 1.6 billion dollars. Yeah, and hey, so Josh, what, real quick on that, I don't know. Um, I didn't read the full article. I saw that headline earlier. NCAP Flat Rock Midstream is the company that funds Lucid Energy. So that that's kind of a. I don't know how the article portrayed it there because I, I I didn't read the whole thing, but I can just tell you that NCAP Flat Rock Midstream, it would be like the bank, if you will, for Lucid. I Energy. see. So yeah. Um, so <clears throat> so the Dallas-based company Lucid Energy then. Uh, if they're unloading that kind of that kind of capital in New Mexico, what I would anticipate, my guess would be, they're probably going to be trying to make some moves elsewhere. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, Lucid, just real quick, I know a little, little bit about the folks at Lucid. And so what, what you'll do, what you'll see is, is like with Cayman is another in-cap flat rod midstream company. You know, these companies, Josh, what they're going to do is is their model on some level is to, hey, go find uh, an opportunity build some pipe, and then flip it. And so, um, I, I, again, I saw the headlines. I didn't get too much into the weeds on this story because, um, you know, it's kinda, I kind of 
understand the business model a little bit, but just kind of reading the headlines and knowing a little bit about NCAP, uh, NCAP Flat Rock Midstream, and Lucid, and Cayman, and some of those other companies they have, that's a lot of times their business model is just go in there, you know, a three to five year, maybe even shorter uh, build and flip type deal. So, um, and then they all, they all walk away with a nice pretty penny. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't see that. Uh, that, that's something they regularly do. So it would be, it would be cool to find out. Uh, I know, I know it's Texas oil and gas, but it'd be cool to find out who, uh, who's going to be getting some of these acquisitions or you know, buying some of this stuff from them for the 1.6 billion and, and what kind of job opportunities would, are going to be coming available there. Yeah. You know, uh, I know, uh, Mike Latcham, the, I think he's the CEO over at, uh, Lucid. I, I'll try to reach out to him, Josh, see if we can get him on the show and, uh, and chat about what um, you know. Even though it's New Mexico, I think it's Permian assets. So, try to get on the show. Yeah, yeah, close to home. All right, next one, Ryan, is EBX Midstream Partners announces Eagleford Crude Oil Project. Uh, they are just signing an agreement to construct, own, and operate a new crude oil gathering system in McCullen County, Texas. Uh, so that that's that's pretty pretty interesting thing. Uh, I bet uh, Sergio has probably already heard about this and. Uh, probably have you know some inside scoop for us maybe when he comes on we can ask him about it but uh, you know there's a couple of couple companies that are making some moves in the eagleford's evx midstream is trying to get it started right this year and look forward to look forward to seeing how that how that pans out uh next one ryan is delic gulf slope and texas south partner drill shallow gulf of mexico it's an israeli oil and gas company uh, delic group and Texas South Energy entered into a strategic partnership to pursue oil and natural gas opportunities in the Gulf of Mexico. So it's a Texas company. They're partnering with an Israeli oil and gas company, and they're going to be doing some work in the Gulf of Mexico. So uh, pretty interesting pretty interesting stuff there as well, Ryan. Yep, yep. It's always good to kind of read the headlines and see what's going on. And, uh, you know, I would just say real quick on that Lucid uh, story, just one more point on that is, you know, the question when you when you see these stories they, they, they're selling is the question is is how long before they go again because sometimes you can kind of hit companies like that that are that, that just sold assets um, you know they, they had vendors that they were using but those vendors might have to go find new work so you might can hit a hit a sweet spot with a lucid energy right there if, if they are going to go with a you know a 2.0 or 3.0 or whatever the case may be good point good point well Ron we mentioned the 2018 year uh, projections for some of the things, uh, some of the oil prices. Uh, and just looking at one of these, Ryan, it says that they're, they're estimating that Texas job growth will likely likely rebound by 3% this year. They said that last year it rebounded by 300,000 jobs and that this year they're projecting 370,000 new jobs in 2018. Uh, that's Something that I, I like to keep keep uh, keep an eye on. But more important to me is kind of looking at some of these projections for the uh, cost for a barrel of oil. They're projecting that it's going to be fifty nine dollars by the year's end. Now we know that there's a lot that could change between now and then. Uh, just tremendous things. You know, OPEC. I think they're revisiting some of their policies. Is, isn't it in June, Ryan? Well, it's not that it's in June, Josh. There's a speculation that by June they they might revisit them because it's not no it's no longer advantageous for them to keep doing what they're doing. Um, th- there's no OPEC hadn't formally said that, but it's some people who follow the markets and stuff go, eh, by June, July, OPEC might want to revisit these cuts. But but there's no no definitive answer. The 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 official stance of OPEC is uh, they have their cuts in place and they'll go you know well past that time period. 
Well, the next article uh, is from City. Uh, this is something that is posted at Bloomberg. City says Trump and war could help drive oil to eighty dollars a barrel. So they're looking at some of the things going on. I guess they're looking like North Korea or some of the things going on in Iraq, Iran. And they're looking at if some of these things, there's a few things that happen. It could cause, I guess, a panic, something akin to the 9-11 thing where, you know, when we enter into a war, gas prices right. typically and oil prices typically go up. So there's this panic that, that happens. So these people are saying uh, at Bloomberg, they're estimating that if things go um, in a particular direction, um, with OPEC war and some of the the unrest in the Middle East, that oil prices could get up to seventy, even eighty dollars a barrel by the end of the year. So uh, I, I wanted to mention both of those to say that that uh, their predictions are kind of polar opposites of one another. Right. Uh, but but that it's at the same time they're 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 also throwing in these different variables that. Um, could have a big impact on oil prices this year and have a big impact on what companies do. So right. it's something to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, and, and so I think, you know, when we look at, you know, forecasting and predicting, it's extremely hard and, you know, just about everyone who does it gets it wrong on some level. So you got, you got to think about that. And the reason is because, as you mentioned, Josh, you might wake up tomorrow and North Korea has launched a nuclear missile and everything that you think is going to happen then changes. Or tomorrow you wake up and, you know, Syria and Iraq and Iran, there's some big, and then it's the Saudis, you know, go to war with each other. Everything that you think is going to happen now changes. And you don't know what's going to happen then. It's the instability that that creates. And so that's always present when you're talking about, um, you know, oil prices because that's a possibility. Now, when I look at stuff like that, I don't, you know, when you're talking about pricing for the year, I try not to, I mean, unless, let me say it like this. So after 9-11, when you know you're about to invade Afghanistan, okay, well, then you can start to say, okay, well, we know this is going to happen. Um, you know, I'm not a foreign uh, policy expert, so I don't really under, you know, I'm not the person to break down what all is going on there, what's potentially going to happen. Um, but I do think that when you look at all this, you, you know, it, it is possible that something like that could drive the price up. And here's the other thing, Josh, though, that you could wake up tomorrow and some producer announces that they have figured out a way to cut drilling costs by 500%. Now, that's, that's almost unlikely, right? It's not going to happen. But, but the point is, there's stuff on the other side of the equation, too, that could drive the price down. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't think anyone's going to wake up tomorrow and say, hey, we figured out how to drill, drill a well, make, make you know, for a horizontal well for, you know, $5. But you could see something like that where, where, you know, a lot of oil floods the market. I think we've said consistently on this show that the first half of 2018 should look really good. The second half, I don't think it's going to be bad, but the first half's pretty good. And if you look at these projections, you know, you start weighing in all these factors. It's like, okay, uh, you know, maybe this could happen, maybe it's not. I like to talk about that stuff, but on this platform, I think that we, we try to take a, a responsible approach. And the responsible approach, I think, is if you're listening to the show, is you're looking in 2018, is go ahead and get your contract signed early. Get out there. People, I've talked to people the past couple of weeks. People are excited about 2018. People are wanting to do deals. And if you don't have a job, now is the time to get a job. If you read that article that Josh first quoted, it talks about the labor costs will increase some, but not that much. So they're not expecting a lot of huge races going out uh, this year. And that's because I can tell you from dealing with oil and gas companies, um, they are expecting vendors to raise their rates because the employees, you know, are saying, hey, you know, we've, we've taken a beating for a couple of years. We need some more money. But it's not like you're going back to those old rates. 
So if you find it, if you know, if you're out there looking for a job right now, and it may not be the number that you're wanting for, you really should consider taking it. It doesn't mean that you might, you know, find something better later on, but right now you should really consider taking it. All right, special guest today, Jimmy, Senior Vice President for Products with Drilling Info, is joining us on the show today. Jimmy, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. How's it going? Hey, great. Glad to be here. Well, Jimmy, we wanted to to bring you on. You know, we we got some. Uh, information or article uh, about two months ago where Drilling Info acquired a pattern recognition technology. Uh, I believe this was December the 5th. We wanted to get you on and, and talk a little bit uh, about that, that acquisition that y'all got. Sure. Yeah, um, PRT is a really interesting group. They, uh, they are a Texas company uh, located in Dallas. And um, the, uh, one of the, the, the founders actually a, a, a former professor at SMU. And the, uh, the product that they built over the years was designed to help um, uh, power companies predict what their load was going to be uh, in the coming hours and days. And uh, they also got into the prediction of uh, price uh, information for power as well over time. So they understand demand and, and that's a, that the uh, matchup of demand and supply uh, on price for, for folks in the power market, whether those are generators or utilities or uh, power traders, or you know, even to some degree, retail electric providers, and um, and that, that's really kind of their bread and butter is is understanding fluctuations in 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 the power market and and uh, and you know hour to hour and day to day power needs. That that um, is done by them with uh, artificial neural network technology, which enables them to take a lot of inputs like load information from utilities and and crucially weather data and understand and predict uh, what the resulting loads are going to be. Um, so it's, it was really kind of a pioneering use of artificial neural network technology for real commercial benefit um, when they started doing that in the 90s because computing power had just gotten to the point where it could solve those kinds of problems. And for us at Drilling Info, the reason why um, you know, that, that is interesting in the broader picture is, is a couple reasons. One, as you guys uh, are probably aware, uh, here in Texas, um, a little bit more than half the last time I looked of our uh, electricity is generated with natural gas. And so, um, you know, a really important hydrocarbon that our customers get out of the ground uh, goes directly into uh, the, the fuel mix of our power generation here in Texas. And, and we think that the intersection between um, the marginal electrical demand gener- or demand production and, uh, and, and get natural gas supply is going to be an interesting intersection in terms of understanding um, the value of that gas coming out of the ground um, and, and where it's best at market. So, you know, that's an interesting thing for us. Uh, we think we can also help those customers in the electricity market uh, better understand gas supply. Uh, so that that's something that we think we can bring to the table. And just having an integrated energy picture between gas and electricity could be really interesting. So, um, you know, that's that's one piece. And then another one is that that artificial neural network technology that the folks at PRT have done such a good job of building over the years, uh, we believe is going to have application uh, to problems specific to hydrocarbons as well. So um, that gives you a little bit of background on it. Um, and we're, we're real happy to expand our base here in Texas uh, with the acquisition of a, another great Texas company. 
Yeah, you guys have been active. It's not just this acquisition. I think it's like uh, five or six over the last two years. It's you know you're kind of expanding your base, and it's not just you know data for you know well logs and stuff like that. I know y'all have a trading platform. I don't think it's actually a trading platform, but but information for people who like to trade commodities and things like that. So you, you it's it's really an aggressive time period for drilling info, which is encouraging to see because during a downturn, I'm sure that you guys were able to come across a lot of good deals because you know. As we all realize, when the debt, when things are down, you know, money gets tight. So uh, I was excited to see that you guys really were aggressive over these past couple of years. Well, I appreciate that. You know, we 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 did uh, believe that that you know, uh, times of big change like this are, are times of opportunity, and and if you can be in a, a position of strength, which fortunately we were, um, we we could seize on that opportunity and use it to really kind of leap ahead and. It, you know, it's not the first time we've done this. If, if you look back in our history, uh, we brought on the folks at HPDI um, right after the downturn in the kind of the 2008 timeframe and, and really kind of changed drilling info in a significant way then as well, right? So um, um, we, we have a history of kind of bending the curve for the company um, through these periods and really expanding the value that we can offer our customers. And, and I, I do believe this period is one of those as well. Yeah, let's talk now real quick. There's a, a lot to get to, but one thing is on this show, we use the DI Drilling Index um, to get, kind of get the rig count update. You know, everyone does that. It's what we do. And we've said on the show, hey, you know, we do it just because when we record, which is Friday right now at 1042 to be exact, you know, Baker Hughes hadn't updated, but you guys update daily. Um, so that's why we use it. But I know because talking to some folks at Drilling Info, there's a lot more to it than that. But we really haven't uh, broken that down for the listeners. Give us this, you know, four, uh, three, four, five things maybe that separates your guys' drilling index from a Baker Hughes. Well, you know, the the, the biggest difference I would say is that, um, as you point out, the the drilling index number is driven off of rigs um, from the standpoint of their real time location or essentially near real time location, rather than depending on a, a kind of a census process where we're polling. Uh, rig operators, you know, every several days or, you know, roughly weekly or what have you. Um, we know where the rigs are precisely because we cover so much of the fleet with actual GPS units. And and that, that lets us know where they are and where they're moving and, and that sort of thing. So our rig count is not something that, that we update once a week or so. It's something that's updated all the time um, with that information. And so uh, that's a pretty big differentiator, uh, it, and it, it has a lot of um, it has a lot of value for for different groups of customers for different reasons. Um, the the other thing I would say is is that um, uh, you know the, the folks at Baker Hughes have done a lot of good work over a long number of years of helping folks understand rig populations for sure, and we don't take anything away from that. Um, but we feel like uh, with, with not just the, um, the count on a periodic basis, but, but also understanding the locations, we can do things that are, are really interesting uh, from the standpoint of analysis and helping uh, folks, especially in the oil field services uh, segment, um, do their jobs in a way that is more efficient and easier for them. So um, a really common use as an example is that our, our oil field services customers will use that information to know if they need to make a visit to a rig, where the rig is for sure. Um, you know, not where it was a few days ago, but where it is right now. Um, that, that's really important uh, to help our, our OFS customers save time and, and maximize the value of their day. 
Um, a great uh, thing that we did with that feature-wise recently, as an example, is we had the ability for uh, somebody who's calling on rigs to enter a number of rigs into a ma into the application, and it will route their day for them, so they can kind of end up back where they want to be at the end of the day, and not waste time by taking an inefficient route between rigs. And that's just one example uh, of how we we help with that information that's just different from what anybody else can do. Yeah, you guys have a, a lot of different, if you go to your website, you have a lot of different tools and, and things that, that kind of are available for folks. Um, one kind of final thing here, and I want to just kind of, before I let you go, after after this question at least, you know, uh, kind of fill in the audience about more about what you guys do offer for the different sectors. But let's look at 2018. You know, we, Josh and I were just talking beforehand. You know, as we look, um, we've said on the show that we think that we're really excited about the first half of 2018. A lot of optimism in the market. We should see a lot of uh, increase in drilling. Um, and then the second half, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't think it's going to be a bad, you know, it's gonna, the bottom's going to fall or anything like that. But probably the first half this year is going to be a good year. From what you guys are hearing, you know, you guys have a ton of more connections than Josh and I do. You know, you have people all over the state uh, in the Eagle for the Perbian. What's kind of the buzz around the Drilling Info Office right now for 2018? Well, one thing that I think is really interesting that we started to see, and, you know, of course, we, you know, not just us, I, I think that this is visible to a lot of folks in the market, um, is that, uh, gosh, I want to say it was maybe beginning in the October timeframe. Um, my memory's not exactly right. But when the prices really started to take a tick up here um, in the past few months, what we started to see was a whole lot of hedging activity. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and so uh, a whole lot of that production being hedged into next year. And, and I think what that says is is that you've got a lot of folks that have locked in prices uh, for their product that they know are going to be good from a break-even perspective, kind of no matter what, mm -hmm. um, for months to come. And, and so I, I think what you're going to see is people getting really aggressive out of uh, exploiting those assets that, that they've got um, because they now feel like they can do it with confidence and relatively low risk. Um, and so, you know, that all comes back to what we all believe anyway, which is we're going to see an uptick in activity. But um, people are betting with dollars that are very visible in the market that that's going to be the case. No, you're right. I think it was around October. We talked about that uh, one or two times on the show. I think Josh, we got we kind of covered that story that you know it was not only were people doing it, they were way ahead of what the norm is for that time of year for the 2018 hedges. And so you're you're dead on the money there. Um, we're gonna let you go with this. I want you to plug. You know, we we talk about doing info. We've had on Alan before and uh, had him on my other show. And um, but I want to kind of give you a chance to plug and promote what you guys do because for me, you know, you can look at a company. Um, that, that might offer some of the same things that you guys do from a very, you know, very narrow perspective. But you guys really, over the past couple of years, have engulfed the whole marketplace, if you will. You know, you have, like I said a minute ago, stuff for traders, stuff for upstream companies. You have, you know, all, you know, I heard Alan talk about buying out these courthouses full of data. You'll have so much data that it would seem that that gives you guys a competitive advantage because you can look at things from a lot of perspectives. So for the listeners, we have listeners all over the oil and gas spectrum, you know, kind of throw out, you know, what, you, what, what is your core business in your opinion? What do you guys do better? And um, how can they get in touch with you guys if they want to partner with Drilling Info? Oh, okay, sure. Well, uh, thank you. Um, I, you know, I would go back to our, our tagline, which I, I personally love, um, which is better decisions faster. So if, if you look at, at kind of what Drilling Info has done from its earliest days, um, sure, we've, we've got a lot of really valuable oil and gas data, no, no mistake, and, and more of it all the time. 
But even from the beginning of the company, we didn't just deliver that data. We also delivered it in the context of applications that help people answer questions and solve problems. And, and I, th I think that's something we've gotten a lot better at, actually, over the last couple of years uh, with our, our new DI web platform, our new DI courthouse, uh, the new DI mobile app we talked about a little bit ago. And uh, those examples and, and some others are things that, that we can help customers use uh, to make really good decisions and screen things much more quickly than if they were taking data and just loading it into some other software um, you know, usually actually multiple different software applications to kind of try to figure out what to do next. Um, and, and we can just give you example after example of things that, that used to take people weeks of time to do that now can take minutes. Um, and, and for real, like making um, decisions that screen out a whole bunch of other stuff that you would just waste time on. Right. So um, one example, yeah, one example would be um, we have a new thing that a new capability that we call Wellcast where you can draw a polygon on a map and very quickly get the PDP and the PUD um, and, and then even go into individual single well economics within that. Um, and you know, we've had customers tell us that would have taken me and a team of reservoir engineers three weeks to do what you just did. And, and you know, we did it in a matter of minutes. And so I, I think when you ask about what differentiates us, you know, Alan's right. We, we have a very broad set of data and it's growing all the time. And I, I think the other piece of it is, is that we're, um, we're bringing tools to bear that people can use to answer questions really fast and stop wasting time um, and, and a lot of money. So I think that's a big differentiator for us. Yeah, you know, Josh, it sounds like we probably need to get a subscription for the show so that we can we can do a little bit more research on a week to week basis. So, no, this is great. There's, um, you know, I, I get on y'all's website a couple times a week just to kind of look around and see what all's going on there because um, there's always it seems like I think like I said it's been five or six acquisitions y'all done in the last two years, which is, you know, let's just be honest, that's an extremely aggressive pace that you guys are going at there. Um, that's you know, and and and, and kudos to you for doing it. Um, and so I love seeing the new platforms that are coming out. Um, and talking to people in the industry, you know, I talked to someone the other day about y'all's platform that was using it, and they were very excited about, you know, the functionality they get. So it's a, um, this isn't a paid, this is for the listener's point, this isn't a paid promotion or anything like that. It's just that, you know, it's just, it's real value for people in the industry. And so we try to talk on the show, Jimmy, about stuff that's practical for people that are trying to get jobs or running companies or things like that. And some of the things that you described, I think, are very helpful for people trying to run a business. You know, cutting down time, going from location to location, it might seem like a minuscule deal, but for the business owner, you know, that that's that's mileage that's you know that's uh time and materials and all those type of things that can really compound over the, t the course of a year that's right and and you know i just to touch on a kind of sentiment that you guys are, are touching on um a little bit one, one thing that i think customers sometimes tell us and, and we certainly believe it you know it's kind of in the heart is you know we really care about this industry a lot and the people that work in it um, and, and being, it, it's exciting to us. It gets us out of bed every day to know that what we're doing is, is making, you know, the, the hardworking people in the oil and gas industry and, and right here in Texas, uh, a great deal of the time to make them more productive and, and deliver, uh, you know, the, the, the hydrocarbons that fuel the, the global quality of life and, and make uh, everything better for everybody. That's like a big deal to get to be a part of that. So um, it's exciting to us, and, and we, we, we are humbled to be able to do it in a way that, that customers value. And, uh, you know, it really is a, a thing that gets us out of bed. 
Well, Jimmy, I've enjoyed this. I know Josh. You know, we're, we're excited to get you on. I know it took. We tried to get you on. I think before the Christmas holidays, but it just didn't work out. That's how it goes. Um, look, we'd love to get you on here in a few months, just to kind of recap on what's going on. As you know, if you've been in this business long enough, you know that what you think was going to happen doesn't always happen. And so, um, you know, we'd love to get you back on in a few months and just kind of talk about what's going on, maybe first quarter, early second quarter, twenty eighteen. Absolutely. Love to do it. And uh, thank you for the time. You guys have got a great show and, and uh, we're, we're glad to be part of it. Okay. And before you get off, Jimmy, where can people find you guys at? Uh, www.drillinginfo.com will route your browser to the right spot. And uh, if you've got a specific question, we've got a great set of forms up there that you can, uh, that you can enter a couple things into and, and the right person will give you a call back. That's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. And hey, Jimmy, tell the folks that run your social media, thank you. Because we've, on the show a couple of times, we've tried to use the drilling index and it's been down maintenance or whatever. We've reached out to them through Twitter and they always get back with me and say, hey, you know, we'll get it fixed and whatever. So uh, the team there does a good job, whoever, whoever handles that. But Jimmy, thanks so much for coming on and we look to talk to you again in the near future. Okay, great. Thanks, guys. Take care. Well, we uh, really appreciate uh, having Jimmy come on the show today, Ryan. It was great talking with him from Drilling Info. We've been wanting to get uh, a guy on from there, you know, get someone on from their company for months now. We finally, finally were able to get him on. He had a lot of great insights. And, uh, you know, ironically, Ryan, we are looking at Drilling Info now to get the rig count for the week. We're at 1,042. That's up 2% from last week. So, uh, it looks like the trend is headed upward. I expect that to continue for the rest of the year. Yeah, and again, it's not a paid promotion for Drilling Info. They were just nice enough to come on. But seriously, um, if, if if you are into kind of some of the stuff that Josh and I talk about, looking at unique ways to save money or to create business opportunities, I, I would give them a call. They, I've talked to folks in the industry, and the, the, you kind of got two groups, Josh. The groups that says, "Hey, this is the data I need," and, and that's great. That's you know they have they may have the data you need, but there's those, also those folks that get the subscription and say, "Hey, I wonder how I can create more revenue for my company," and there might be an opportunity there. So, um, but our sponsor, we do have a sponsor, and that is R and D Pipe Company. Love the folks at R and D Pipe Company. Uh, was down there last week. If you missed it, go check it out, Ron Underwood. And I tell you, the biggest takeaway from that, Josh, was him talking about. The, the foreign investors in the steel mills. And, you know, I've never really heard anyone break it down from that angle. So if you missed that, uh, it's at the end of our Q&A. I do a little Q&A session with Ron Underwood from R&D Pipe. Um, they're, in, they're in the OCT, OCTG part of the business. And so if you're into that part of the business, give the folks at R&D Pipe a call um, and thank them for sponsoring this podcast because it means a lot to Josh and myself, and it allows us to uh, do things and hopefully bring you guys better content, which reminds me, questions, questions, questions. We want your questions. We want your feedback. We want your comments. Ryan at globalenergymedia.com is where you can send your questions. It would mean a lot to us. Also, a written review and a lovely five-star rating, Josh. Josh is getting ready to have a baby, folks. He needs um, he needs something to do at night, so a lot of written reviews on oh. iTunes while the baby's uh, crying. Positive motivation, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While the baby's crying and sleeping, uh, and he's not sleeping, he needs a lot of five-star, long written reviews in iTunes <laughs> to keep him motivated uh, to come back to the show. <laughs> so, uh, But no, we would appreciate that, and uh, please do give the folks at R&D Pipe Company a buzz and tell them, that we uh, that you appreciate them and thank you thank them for sponsoring the show, Josh. Anything else? I know we got Nate coming up February fifth or the ninth. Um, anything else before we get out of here today? 
Uh, no, Ryan, I think uh, we, we are trying to get uh, Weston Martinez on next week mm-hmm. and hopefully Christy Craddock after mm-hmm. that. Hopefully that will bring some some value to our listeners. Um, and some balance to the discussion too. Yep, yep, balance. Close, and close so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to that. We we actually had a great talk with Weston that oh, uh, we, that we, that we didn't get to – I hate to remind you of that, yeah, Ryan. Yeah, we, didn't get yeah. to, we didn't get to put up. Uh, I had to do it, but uh, hopefully we'll get <laughs> we'll get Christy on the following week. And, uh, uh, yeah, that will be a great, I think. As much as I throw you under the bus, I've got to be able to take it every now and then. <laughs> That's right. So, That's a good one. Yeah, that was like the worst phone call I had to make. Not, I mean, I felt bad calling Weston, but I felt bad enough calling you because you were like, before we recorded, hey, you get all the bugs fixed? I'm like, yeah, man, I got all the bugs fixed. And then <laughs> I had to call you and be like, oh, I hope you're at the I, beach. I thought you were prank calling me at first, <laughs> really. I wasn't. I, I wanted just to throw my phone against the wall. I was so <laughs> mad. Uh, but... We've got it fixed now. We're going back to the old school setup for those type of situations, and so I'm um, looking forward to that. And hey, um, the book, Josh, I didn't pluck my book. We are working on that. Josh is the editor for the book, and Alfonso Colombano and ourselves for the author. Um, and so we are looking for feedback. And so here's what we're looking for: if you've been in the oil and gas industry and you have what you believe is you know kind of knowledge or insight about your sector, um, it might be a match because we are writing an oil and, jet, oil and gas uh, careers type book. So for people who are in the industry or uh, wanting to get in or wanting to move around, hopefully this book kind of gives them, you know, insight on what it might be like to go to the other side or to move around or to get in. You know, if, so if you're in, uh, if you're a high school student, you know, you're looking to, you know, a career path, what would it be like to work for a big company? What would it be like to work for a small company? What would it be like to work for a service company? So trying to hit it from a lot of angles. And as you can imagine, that takes a lot of work. And so um, we are working hard on it, but we would love some insight. And um, and so if, if you're interested in that and helping us out and giving us some insight, honest feedback. We don't need any We don't need any attaboys. We need some honest feedback. Ryan at GlobalEnergyMedia.com, and you can be a part of that process with us. Hopefully, Josh will be ready to send that out to some folks. I know we've got a couple already. Be able to send that... Um, I don't know, maybe by the end of January. So we're working hard on that. And, uh, you know, so we'll see. Uh, One final thing, Energy Week Episode 9. If you missed that discussion, folks, I really encourage you to go listen to it with Art Berman, myself, and Ellen Wald. Um, Really interesting discussion there on Shell Oil Producers and what could happen. So go check that out. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. I know we had a long episode today, uh, but we appreciate you listening. And until next time, keep climbing. (laughs) 